Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment with highly anticipated new releases. The time is now more than ever to embrace the breathtaking, sinister, and shocking tales that can enthrall you, especially with brand new exclusive thrillers from best-selling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped, like Amy Tintera's Listen for the Lie. With exclusive thrillers from best-selling authors, captivating sound design, and dynamic performances, Audible brings these stories to life like never before. And as a member, you can choose one title a month to keep from their entire catalog. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Virus deaths could double by December. We have to make changes, and these changes will save lives. Stalemate over federal aid. $3.53 in my bank. Push to restore power. Every day this is going to get more severe. Good morning. I'm Steve Kathan with the CBS World News Roundup. U.S. coronavirus deaths now top 160,000. And a new model favored by the White House predicts that toll could hit nearly 300,000 by December. But it says widespread mask wearing could save tens of thousands of Americans. CBS News national correspondent David Begno. White House Coronavirus Task Force Coordinator Dr. Deborah Burks flagged nine U.S. cities as areas of concern for the White House due to high or increasing test positivity rates. The White House is also monitoring California's Central Valley. Hospitalizations and ICU rates in that region are outpacing the rest of the state. Professor Edward Flores of the University of California, Merced, says the people living there are some of the most vulnerable. Whether it's in agriculture or food packing or uh, transportation or healthcare, um, one out of every three workers here is an essential worker. Now to Washington, where there is an impasse after a meeting to try to work out differences on a new federal relief package. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. We're very far apart. It's, it's most unfortunate. It's a political struggle as each side accuses the other of refusing to budge. Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin. If we conclude that there's not a compromised position on the major issues, the president has alternatives and executive orders. CBS's Mark Strassman has more on how some people are finding it hard to survive in a battered economy. I'm lost and I'm scared. Gwen Jeter supervised an Atlanta bakery's kitchen. She was furloughed in mid-March. In late May, all her unemployment benefits abruptly stopped. No explanation. She and her two sons have gone 10 weeks with zero income. What's the scariest part? Being homeless. I've been there with my three children before, you know, sleeping in our car. I don't want to do that again. For more than 25 million jobless Americans, Washington's extra $600 a week was a financial lifeline. Without it, Sandy Viarto, a furloughed housekeeper, grows desperate. 
I, sometimes I can't even go to sleep at night thinking, like, what am I going to do tomorrow or what am I going to do next week? The U.S. has lifted its global do-not-travel warning imposed back in March when the pandemic began to intensify. CBS's Christina Ruffini. Now the State Department says it will give countries a rating one to four depending on specific conditions in that place in order to give Americans more information if they choose to travel. What a day it was for the governor of Ohio who announced he had tested positive for the coronavirus. I mean, I had no symptoms, no reason to think I had COVID-19. But then Republican Mike DeWine tested negative. Later in the day, his wife and staffers in his office tested negative too. DeWine's first result was from a less accurate rapid test. Because of all that, DeWine never got to meet with President Trump, who was in Ohio to promote economic recovery, but he swerved away to attack Joe Biden and his faith. No religion, no anything. Hurt the Bible, hurt God. He's against God. Biden called the sideswipe on his faith shameful. The presumptive Democratic nominee apologized yesterday for what he said about African-Americans at a virtual conference this week. Unlike the African-American community, with notable exceptions, the Latino community is an incredibly diverse community. Biden tweeted he did not mean to suggest the black community was a monolith. President Trump called the Biden comment an insult. CBS's MTS Tayeb is in Beirut with more on the aftermath of this week's deadly and destructive downtown explosion. The still smoldering bomb site has become something of a morbid meeting point for those devastated by the blast. Like Tatiana Hasruti, whose father worked at the port. She hasn't seen him since the explosion, but is convinced he's still alive. I think he's there, but I think if we uh, continue to work slowly, time will run out. It'll be a weekend in the dark for millions of people in the Northeast as power crews struggle to get the electricity on after this week's tropical storm. WTIC Radio's Dave Mager says it's a bad scene in Connecticut. Hundreds of thousands sweating it out in the dark. This was a brutal storm that hit us. Governor Ned Lamont asking the National Guard to clear tons of trees and limbs. Primarily, we've got roads we got to clear. Just last week, the state's primary electric utility was hearing about a rate hike. Now the governor piling on. I think that Eversource didn't plan for the worst. I don't think they had the people staged in place ready to go. The National Rifle Association tweets from our cold, dead hands as it vows to fight a new lawsuit from New York's attorney general. CBS's Jeff Pegues says there are allegations against NRA leaders, including longtime figurehead Wayne LaPierre. Court documents outline his lavish spending, a family stay at a luxury private hotel at a cost of more than $37,000. The NRA is registered as a nonprofit group in New York. The video app TikTok is threatening to take legal action against President Trump's executive order banning anyone under U.S. jurisdiction from doing business with the company's owner. The order also includes WeChat. China's foreign ministry also blasted the Trump move, saying the U.S. is using national security as an excuse to go after non-American businesses. Now to Portland, Oregon. Police declaring an unlawful assembly outside a precinct, forcing protesters out. It came hours after the mayor accused protesters of, quote, attempting to commit murder by planning to attack more public buildings. Well, U.S. agents call it the most sophisticated tunnel in border history used by smugglers. It stretches from San Luis, Arizona to a Mexican town. Has a ventilation system, water lines, wiring, and a rail system. It was found late last month.
The list is out from the National Football League. CBS's Steve Futterman has more on the players who will sit out the upcoming season because of the coronavirus. Of the 66 who have opted out, 31 are those who play in the so-called trenches, offensive and defensive linemen. There are 11 wide receivers, four running backs, but no quarterbacks. The pandemic will change tradition when New York City marks the 9-11 attacks next month. Leaders of the Tunnel to Towers Foundation say they will hold an alternative ceremony on 9-11 because the National September 11th Memorial Museum announced that family members won't be reading the names of the nearly 3,000 victims at the official ceremony this year because of the coronavirus pandemic. Frank Siller created the Tunnel to Towers Foundation to honor the memory of his firefighter brother, Stephen Siller. He says the reading of names is something that needs to be done, pandemic or no pandemic. Bill Rakoff, CBS News. After some time off, both Stephen Colbert and James Corden will tape their CBS late-night shows at their studios next week, but without an audience. They had been working from home. And that's the CBS World News Roundup for Friday. The broadcast produced this week by Matt Cherry. I'm Steve Kathan, CBS News. For more than two centuries, the White House has been the stage for some of the most dramatic scenes in American history. Inspired by the hit podcast American History Tellers, Wondery and William Morrow present the new book, The Hidden History of the White House. Each chapter will bring you inside the fierce power struggles, the world-altering decisions, and shocking scandals that have shaped our nation. You'll be there when the very foundations of the White House are laid in 1792, and you'll watch as the British burn it down in 1814. Then you'll hear the intimate conversations between FDR and Winston Churchill as they make plans to defeat Nazi forces in 1941. And you'll be in the Situation Room when President Barack Obama approves the raid to bring down the most infamous terrorist in American history. Order The Hidden History of the White House now in hardcover or digital edition wherever you get your books. Always on the go? Well, now you can take CBS Mornings with you. Wake up to your daily dose of news and interviews on CBS Mornings On The Go. It's a podcast you can listen to CBS Mornings On The Go ad-free on Wondery+. John Stewart here. Unbelievably exciting news. My new podcast, The Weekly Show. We're going to be talking about the uh, election, economics, ingredient to bread ratio, on sandwiches. Listen to The Weekly Show with John Stewart wherever you get your podcast.